This is an EO APAC production, and the Phoenix is rising. Welcome, everyone. Oh, my God, EO APAC, how the tables turn today. Usually, we hear the dulcet tones of Brendan and the lovely tones of Ray interviewing our guests, but today we turn the tables and they're on the receiving end. I'm Kim Gwynn, all the way from APAC Regional Council, interviewing both our podcast hosts today for our special Christmas edition. Welcome, guys, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for, very much for, uh, for interviewing us today, Kim. Awesome. And Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you very much for agreeing to be my victim today. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It was so interesting listening to all your podcasts. And as I was talking with the organizing team, we thought it'd be really good to turn the tables a little bit and really dig into who our hosts are, because you are so great at eliciting these stories from your guests and we want to know more about who is Brendan, who is Ray, what makes you guys tick. So why don't we start off with uh, Brendan yourself and then Ray afterwards. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners today? Okay. Um, so I'm Brendan Tarazzi. I'm in the EO Sydney chapter. Uh, I've been in EO for about eight years now. And I guess over, um, over my time with EO, I've always looked for like little community side projects that I can do within EO because I just find that I get so much joy out of doing these kind of volunteer projects. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's a little bit about me. I've been doing the podcast for probably two or three years now, um, and it's it's been a great way of meeting, you know, getting to know other EO members, not only in Sydney but all around the APAC region, and um, it's pretty hard to give up, actually. You get a real sense of satisfaction doing the podcast. Lovely. Thank you so much. And Ray, how about you? Can you share a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Ray, I'm from the EO Malaysia chapter. I've been in EO probably about seven years, seven odd years, right? just, uh, just a little bit under Brendan. In my day job, I am in a technology company. I also own a business academy. And really, you know, as we started this whole journey with doing the podcast, I've only been doing this for about a year. I, I feel that we are all suckers for torture. We all just love to do work. And we, we always feel that we have a lot of work, but we just want to do even more. So I think being in a journey in EO really opened up my eyes about what we all think we can do, but we can actually do it. I think the opportunities have been immense in regards to, uh, if we open our, up ourselves a little bit more, it's really it's a really good, great platform, right? Who, who knew I, I would have been able to do a podcast? And actually buy a pop filter Amazing. for a mic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for people listening, if you can't see the video, Raymond's uh, his, his in equipment has just gradually grown and grown and grown as he's gone on. And today he's dressed up in uh, Santa hats and Santa suits and he's got the Christmas background. It's, it's quite phenomenal. Ray, you said something quite interesting before, which is the more you expose yourself to opportunities, the more you learn. And why don't we start with you first, Ray, and then we'll go to you, Brendan. But with, out of all the guests that you've interviewed so far, what is that one key learning that stands out and resonates most with you? Wow. Uh, I think it's, been, it's just been a tremendous journey interviewing all the different guests. Every one of the guests has a different story. But mm. every one of those guests also comes back to a particular word that you know, resonates with me, which the word is grit. You know, uh, I see a lot of EO members across the world. And, you know, the, the one thing that they all have is a lot of grit. They have all have uh, tragic stories. They've all had stories where, 
you know, they, 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 they fell into a pit. Everything is dark. But really having that grit to be able to climb out of every situation, even though every hole is different, every situation is different, but somehow everyone just manages to climb out. And not only that, right? They may even fall into another hole and they can climb out again. So I, I just got to say, it's just pure grit. I love that. Grit. So important. How about yourself, Brandon? Um, I think for me, uh, the big common theme going through all the podcasts is connection. So when I, um, when I interview guests, um, I'm always amazed that we can find some common ground in our business journeys together or personal journeys together. And um, I think for me that connection is what keeps me coming back to doing podcasting because you have, you know, you have half an hour or 40 minutes with someone on a, on a deeper level and you get to share something that, uh, that you both can relate to and, and empathise with each other. So, yeah, that's, that's been my biggest learning, the, uh, that sense of connection. I love that word connection. Uh, I think that's really what EO is all about. I joined EO for entrepreneurship, but I stayed because of the connection and the relationships I've built with others. So let's stay on that theme for the next question. Out of every single person that you both have interviewed, which person did you connect most with or which person stands out the most for you? All right. This is, this is, uh, this is going to be a, a tricky one for me, Kim, because I'm, I'm, I'm just, my mind is now rattling back through 80-odd um, podcasts. Um, I, think I'll, I think I'll do it in, um, I think I'll, rather than sort of point out one particular person, I might do it in the stages that the podcast uh, went through. So, like, in the very, very early stages, it was just getting, like, getting the fire started, just sort of, it was just people in the Sydney chapter and I would sort of go to the people that I immediately knew in my circle and, and build out from there. And then as it progressed, I guess uh, I got a little bit more daring and, and went to people that I thought had a interesting story. Um, sometimes you'd hear someone that's, I don't know, sold a business or... Maybe they've been through some like huge personal event, and so you'd hear hear about these stories on the grapevine, and I'd approach them and ask them to to be interviewed. And then I guess around um, episode fifty, I started branching out from my own chapter into the APAC region. So um, I, I do remember. I think I think it was one of the first ones I did was. Um, I can't remember the lady's name. She was in EO Brisbane, but I just loved her story because it was so quirky and she had a a, um, a business teaching people how to read tarot cards. And, you you know, like initially you're thinking, oh, tarot cards, I mean, how um, big could this business actually, you know, because you, you're thinking about the, the person on the side of the street reading tarot cards. And, and this lady has like had this international business and she was getting, you know, 12 million um website visits a year and it was just it just blew my mind like that um you know you have these perceptions and then they just all get turned upside down when you when you start chatting to someone um and then of late i've been um i've been doing some ypo interviews as well just to broaden it out a little bit more as well so um yeah there's been so many amazing stories you have to go through, back through the back catalog kim and listeners. So. <laughs> how, how many episodes have you done, Brendan, so far? 
I'm I'm up to about eighty. Wow. Um, what I found with EOAs is that they love a another um, another story was an EOA who took his company public and he turned it from six million dollar market cap up to I think it was over a hundred million anyway, and that that was a really pop, popular episode because people being entrepreneurs, we love that that startup story where you have an idea or a concept and then it explodes and and the journey along the way. So, yeah, that I, I I'm not sure if that answered the question um, completely, but that was kind of a bit of a rambling in my thoughts on on it anyway. <laughs> love that it was a it was a wonderful stream of consciousness and there's no real right or wrong answer it's what comes up uh, as these questions are posed so i love it tarot cards never never considered that type of business all the way forward i really like that story thank you ray over to yeah. you uh, i think i think i think i'm in the wrong business right i think <laughs> you look at tarot cards from now on <laughs> um i think this is a question which uh, is very hard to answer right i, I I don't think I can play favoritism to any one podcast because every one of them has a different story. Even though the theme of the podcast that I do is about Phoenix Rising and it's really about rising above the ashes and you know coming out of the pits. But when I initially did the podcast, or rather I did another version of the podcast, it started as a, how did we go through COVID? How did we go through the pandemic? And when I did that podcast, uh, as we were all coming out of the pandemic, or rather we are now in the endemic phase, if you want to call it that, I thought, okay, you know, let's extend it out of uh, COVID and just understand about stories of how people or how entrepreneurs had gone through different challenges in their lives. And I was just, I was just super amazed. And I was just mind blown at some of the tenacity, the perseverance and the grit that some of these entrepreneurs go through. I recently had one of the podcasts uh, with uh, Imelda Harsono, which is uh, from Indonesia East, EO Indonesia East. And she was talking about a story of, you know, during COVID, uh, her, her, her dad had unfortunately succumbed to the virus. And, at, and right in the middle of the pandemic, and they were in the business of needing to provide oxygen uh, to, the, to the citizens of the country. And she was talking about how she really did not have time to mourn. I, I don't know how somebody can go through that, losing a member of the family and still having to really dig down and dig their feet on the ground and you know, get the work done. And that's why I, I said earlier, right? The, the, the word that comes to mind is just pure grit. How somebody can just go through challenges and you know, still come out of it and still do the best that they can. I think this is a true value of an EO member as well I've seen. So no favorite, Kim, it's everyone. I'm just trying to be as diplomatic as possible. You're doing so, a great job of being diplomatic. I know everyone's got a favorite, but some people are just more diplomatic than others. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Just, just like... Just like how everyone says that they don't have a favorite child, right? Uh, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> everyone definitely has a favorite child, for sure. <laughs> that was a really powerful episode, Ray. I remember listening to it driving down uh, to the farm and I pulled over on the side of the road just because it hit me. It was such a powerful, powerful, vulnerable moment 
that your guest shared with you. And in line with that thought, have you had an aha moment in your conversations with your guests? A personal aha moment for you, because I know that when we, we, we record these conversations, we put them out there on the internet and everyone kind of gets out what they want, the value, right? And different things resonate for different people. My question for both of you, and we'll start with you, Ray, and then with you, Brendan, uh, what has been the biggest aha moment for you and why? Wow. Um, I, I always believe that, um, you know, learning is never in the content and learning is always truly in the reflection. Um, and reflecting upon some of the stories that I've heard, I, I think it's relating back to our own personal stories. And I remember, you know, as I was growing up, you know, I, I grew up with, a, with, with a divorced parents. Uh, at the age of 11, my, my parents got divorced and I've always lived with my mom, who, who since then until today is a single mom. And, you know, growing up, I always thought that I was um, very different. I thought that uh, I, I wasn't normal. You know, I wasn't born in a normal household and I, and I needed to live life differently. And I guess hearing from all the stories, I guess the aha moment for me was that, you know, when we are presented with challenges in life, it does kind of cliche, ironically shape you into a particular type of person that you are. And that type of person, not necessarily, it may mean that it's something bad. I always thought that because I had to go through those challenges, um, I, was, I was just some, somebody which is, you know, I, I shouldn't be able to mix with the norm. If you get what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. But I think everyone has their own quirkiness. Everyone has their own challenges. And the aha moment for me was just realizing that this is the norm. The norm is that everybody goes through a challenge. It's just that it's a different challenge. Right? Although it sounds a little bit cliche, but uh, I think it's... It, it, it gave me a little bit of joy. <laughs> Not to say joy in other people's depressions, but, but joy in knowing that, um, yeah, we're just, everyone's normal. I love that. Everyone's normal. Or perhaps everyone's a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I love that. That is such a powerful learning or a powerful insight. Oh, I, I love listening to these conversations and you're just delivering. Uh, Brandon, you're, you've got the tough, tough, tough task of following well, up. I, I'll <laughs> tell you what, Kim, you're asking the hard-hitting questions today. It's like yeah. getting going very, very deep. Oh, um, uh, look, I, <laughs> I could start with what's your favourite colour. <laughs> I, I think we have to take a nap after this, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're definitely going to be, maybe it's a two-on-one back at, back at Kim. Um, what, I, what I was going to reflect on was that, um, so after doing like, Podcasting is a little bit like running a business. Like you go through times where you're like totally enthusiastic about it. And then sometimes you have tangents and you get a bit lost. And then you go, oh, remember, I've, I've got to do the podcast. And so what I've found, like some, I've had a few times where, you know, like you, you pre-record podcasts. So you might do like a couple of months ahead and you kind of like go off and go off on a tangent. And then as the sort of like, you're publishing them and coming closer to when you've got to create more, it, the hurdle becomes quite, um, well, for me anyway, I've found it's hard to get going again at times. So 
The big thing that I've learned is that every time I get to that stage and I come back to podcasting and, and the EO podcast in particular, um, I just get so much energy from it. Like, again, that connection idea. So the big aha moment for me has just been keep going. Um, it really is a, uh, it's a really a, a great journey to go on and, and the wonderful people you meet and connections that you have and the, the joy and satisfaction that uh, I literally get it after every single podcast I do. So the aha moment for me, it's not one thing, but it's just keep going and, and um, enjoy. Love that. I think that's a valuable life lesson right there, Brendan. Yeah. And if I can add to that, Brendan, I think every time I hear your podcast, I get ideas. Uh, some, kind of, some kind of ideas sparks up, right? Listening to the podcast that you do and uh, asking those questions and, you know, getting, getting the history and the way that uh, some of the members run their business. So it's really been great because you, 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 you hear things that you, I didn't think about. And that, that has been really amazing for me listening to your podcast. Ah, oh, thanks, Ray. Keep going. We've got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought we were supposed to just do this but till the end of the year. I thought this is our last one. <laughs> uh, you guys are going forever. I'm loving these conversations that you're having on your respective podcast. So if it was up to me, you guys would be podcasting forever. <laughs> Ray, you know, you know there's 14,000 14, or so members worldwide. So we've got a way oh, to go man. yet. <laughs> and hey, there's a bit of attrition as well. Yeah. <laughs> This is interesting. I think with EO, we're placed into these groups of people called forums, and often they're with people that you normally would not come across in your day-to-day -day life. And I have found that my greatest learnings and my biggest learnings have come from people with a completely different worldview and lens uh, to my own. I'm curious, in all your conversations and interviews, have you come across a story or a person that's completely re removed from your, your understanding of the world and how you look at the world? And what have you learned from that conversation? Another tough question, oh Kim. Oh, my gosh. I feel, like I, need to, I feel like I need to, like, pull out my library of podcasts gosh. and go, oh, my God, where are we, who are we going to pull out of, rabbit out of the bag for this one? Do you want to go first, Ray? Oh, I, was just gonna ask I don't think question. anyone wants to go first on this one. This is so, so funny. For people who can't see the feeds, our first podcast <laughs> are so uncomfortable right now and they're squaring in their seats. I thought this was going to be an easy interview today. <laughs> I think going through the podcast, I found that uh, because everyone is in a different industry, everyone is a different setting because we interview people in different countries, different cultures, different backgrounds. Some are in a family business. Some started on their own. Some are operating in their third business, fourth business. I guess the one, the one podcast that came to mind was um, an interview with Lars Jankowski. And he was, a, he, he is, sorry, not was, he is an entrepreneur uh, from, the, from Germany. And he moved to Vietnam. His business is in the the talent outsourcing business. So he helps companies to build IT teams and eventually for those companies to take over those teams. The one thing that I found that I was, because I also run an IT company. So there was a, a slight difference of opinion with regards to 
how teams in IT teams could be built. And I didn't really see his point of view at the time. But as the interview went by, I started to realize that because he was advocating for the whole, you know, um, there is going to be a talent shortage moving forward on probably about the next three to five years in regards to technology, because everybody's going to digital. I was in, always in the mindset of you've got to build inward. We've got to build inside, right? We've got to build our own teams. And I always thought that uh, outsourcing is something that we cannot control. But he made me realize that when you are able to have a mindset to be able to outsource, you are allowing yourself to really focus on the business. And then, although technology is a very important part of the business, let somebody who knows what to do, even though you're in the technology business, but you are not in the people management business. So what he was trying to advocate was just focus on the people management side of things, and then you will get technology also done along the way. So that was a very interesting interview. Beautiful. How about you, Brendan? I've got my training wheels on now because I've just pulled up the the, uh, the <laughs> library that I can I can tic-tac. Hey, not fair, man. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I mean, that's, that's the other thing I find with podcasting. It's a bit like sitting in an exam, right? You... In, when you're in there, you remember everything. And then the minute you walk out, you kind of, you forget what you've talked about. Like you're very much in the moment. Um, I, look, I think most of the interviews, I find that there's something that was unexpected that I find out about the person that I'm interviewing. So I've had uh, people who had like massive family businesses and siblings stealing money. And then they've had to re you know they've completely reinvented themselves and made a huge success of themselves um people lots of personal things with uh one lady who she had to rescue her niece from a brother and bring them out uh from a different country people living overseas who basically you know running their businesses on you know living in bali and running their businesses on laptops and just living these like amazing um Amazing lives. Uh, yep, I mentioned the guy who went public with um, company. I've had, I've interviewed people that are now dead. Um, so that was pretty wow. special in the sense that I captured, you know, three weeks before one of my buddies actually passed away, and I captured all his dreams and um, thoughts on in a podcast, which was so special as a, as a sort of a history point, I guess, in a way. Uh, what else have I had? People um, putting a certain percentage of their businesses to charity, um, publishing businesses to charity, which is really cool. Um, I don't know. Every, as I say, like uh, oh, another person who used to be a professional singer before they became an entrepreneur in LA. Uh, so there's just so many. I mentioned the tarot card person, property developers who like you think that they're just doing a small little thing, but you find out they actually own half half of a state in in Australia with your shopping centers and all sorts of things which was completely unexpected so yeah i think every story has a little gold nugget somewhere and it's about teasing that out and and uh you know because we i think a lot of my guests come on they go oh i'm not that interesting i don't have um much to say but then when you start teasing things out of people you realize that 
you know, this is the every human story is fascinating if you look at it in a certain way and ask the right questions. Absolutely. Every single person has a story worth sharing, I find. And I love how you articulated that, Brendan. I also really like that you shared that story of capturing a guest a few weeks. I think you said it was a friend capturing uh, the story and the hopes and the dreams of your friend before they passed away. What a lovely gift to give to the people that care about them. Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. Obviously, no one had any idea what was to come in the coming weeks. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, really special to be just to be able to have that time. That was back in the day when I was also doing face-to-face interviews as well. So haven't been doing that for a while. Beautiful. Now, Ray, uh, <laughs> I think you, you answered it. On the fly, Brendan, I believe, had an entire list oh, of all cheat his sheet. and his guests. Cheat, 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 cheat. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a break. I'll take the foot off the pedal. I know you are feeling a bit nervous with, with the, the hard-hitting questions. So let's, let's, uh, let's change tact a little bit and let's go a little bit lighter. Let's talk about bloopers. Tell me stories of bloopers, things, days when things have gone completely wrong and <laughs> what happened. Oh, uh, so okay, I'll let you in on a little secret. So when um, whenever I'm announcing a guest, I've got this personal thing where I have trouble pronouncing their surname or their business name, and I often get really flustered and have to have to record twice. Or I, I, um, I've got two podcasts, so I mix the podcast names up. So just stuff like that happens pretty regularly. Of course, you never hear that; it, it, it's on the cutting room floor. <laughs> how about you Ray any big bloopers or mistakes I don't think I've had major bloopers I've only done so far we've only released about six episodes and we have about another four to five episodes uh, recorded and uh, uh, about to be released I, I guess for, for me it's you know people don't hear the tremendous amounts of ums and ahs that happens during the podcast like what Brendan said, it gets uh, it gets edited out and it goes on the cutting room floor. Uh, so it's just a lot of um, a lot of the pauses because a lot of our guests don't know what questions they get asked until the podcast. Like what you did to us, right, Kim? So we are we're kind of feeling it now of what we do to all our guests, right? Yes, that's the point of this. They all emailed me saying, "Try them under the bus and let them know." <laughs> Well, it's so, funny, I, I get a lot of guests saying, oh, can I have all the questions ahead of time? And I'm like, I, I just don't interview like that. I, I don't know what I'm going to ask you. And on the same token, I don't get, I don't drill in too specifically. So that there's a lot of wriggle room. Yeah. And I, I think with that, right, Brendan, we, we get really the best out of them. Even though we, we, we do cut out some of the ums and ahs, but I think the message when it really is authentic and unrehearsed, Wow, I think we've we've gotten some great messages. Um, mm. I've, I, I had a I had a um, an entrepreneur in the Philippines, Melissa, and she was talking about how she came from a family business, and that was I think she said that that was the first podcast she has ever done. Super successful entrepreneur, but never wants to do an interview never wants to do a podcast. She just feels that, she, like what you said, right? She feels that she doesn't have an interesting story to tell and she's 
such an introvert that she just freezes up even talking to somebody. She's only been an EO member for one year. And EO actually opened up herself to making her to come out of the comfort zone. So we hear a lot of these different stories. And uh, yeah, no, no bloopers for me, major bloopers. Like what Brendan says, if there's any bloopers, it's probably just me. Right? Not being able to say the right words and uh, not able to ask the right questions, asking the question twice and don't remember that I asked it about five minutes earlier. I, I feel what I've Greg made a... really saying is he's a consummate professional. He never makes mistakes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like I've made a bit of a blooper not getting dressed up today. Ray's, <laughs> Ray's really shown us up. <laughs> he has really set the bar He's high. totally oh, pro. Like that mic, um, I, I think I, I've got mic envy. I'm definitely... <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a question that I heard recently and I thought it was so fascinating. It was, if you could have any person in history at your dinner table that you could have a conversation with, it could be past, present or future, who would it be and why? And I'm going to throw this question to you both as well. If you could have any guests around the dinner table where you could have a conversation, maybe recorded for the podcast, maybe not up to you, who would it be and why? Brandon, why don't we start with you and then we'll go to you, Ray. I hope this isn't a little uh, egotistical, but I, I think it would be really fascinating. Like I've done these exercises in forum retreats where you kind of write a letter to your future self. So I think that would be really, um, really cool to, I don't know, interview your future self from, I don't know, 10 or 20 years' time and just hear the, the stories, like what you had planned and how it all turned out. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say that could be, that could be interesting for me, probably not for anybody else, but. <laughs> wow, man, Brandon, I had the exact same thought, right? The minute he said, the minute he said, uh, who, who would I, who would yeah. you interview? And immediately it came up myself, right? Yeah. Because we don't, we, we kind of don't ask ourselves the, the same questions that we ask our guests. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're so aligned, man, Brendan. I think I think we should uh we we, we have no choice but to do this forever. <laughs> We've got two superstar podcast hosts here at the moment, very aligned in their thinking. Okay, you said, Ray, that you ask yourself questions that you would not normally ask your guests. So what question would you ask yourself at this perver- uh, hypothetical table? And let's let's steer away from what investment should I make or which team are in the Super Bowl or or which crypto stock should I get? What hard-hitting question would you ask yourself? You first, Ray, and then Brendan afterwards. Wow. I thought we were supposed to go towards a lighter session now. We're coming back to, <laughs> to deep end again. It's all a trick. It's You're a trick. such I'm, a liar. Something easier. <laughs> the question I would ask myself is probably what... Wow, this is a tough one. It's probably what would I what would I think I would have done knowing what I know today? What would I be, you know, knowing about the future? And if I had to really redo what are some of those decisions that I made in life? I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about life decisions, right? Knowing what I know, how would I have, how would I have re rechoose? Would I have chosen the same thing? Would I, would I have 
taken another route? Would I have married the same person? Would I have uh, gone into the same business? Would I have wanted kids or would I have not want, still not wanted kids in, in my earlier age? Yeah, that, that would probably be a, a really rough, a tough reflective question for myself. Mm, love those great questions. It's, it was a very diplomatic way of saying buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and for me, I think I would, I would, uh, I would ask: Did you stay uh, true to the things that really are important in life? So, for me, it's uh, health, family, and and those things um, that make you happy. Because I think, you know. I would imagine when you get to the end of your life, that's really all we've got, right? Is the memories and mm. did you did you enjoy along the way and and did you um, benefit other people along the way? Brendan Ray, you guys have been so generous in terms of sharing. I know a lot of these questions are very hard hitting and very tough, and it's to say this is me coming out, but I must express to you how much joy it gives me seeing how uncomfortable you both are. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, see, we, we, uh, I was saying to you earlier that most of my guests ask for questions up front and I never give them. Um, on this occasion, I really wish that Ray and I had uh, <laughs> pressed you a little bit more, Kim, and, and uh, got the questions up front. But it's been, it's been, it's been I, good. Uh, it's been good. <laughs> Brenna, Bre- I think I'm playing this... the baton for your previous guest who won yeah. revenge. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is what karma feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, Brendan, you both give so much of yourself in terms of creating space, holding space for your guests and having these wonderful conversations where we get these incredible life stories, powerful stories, powerful moments. And I'm also mindful that we're coming into the Christmas season now. And I always like to end on a high note. And I, I like to end on this idea of gifting something to our listeners today. And so as we come to a close in this interview where we've learned a bit more about yourself, Brendan, and a bit more about yourself, Ray, what are some parting words of wisdom that you can share with our listeners today? What is uh, something about yourself or how you see the world that you want to share or a lesson that you've learned along the way or just even a, a positive message? Ray? I guess we, we're coming to the Christmas season and, uh, you know, me personally, this is my favorite time of the year. This is the time of the year I feel the most love. And I think I'm always reminded um, that whatever we go through in life, even from January right up to this season in December, we are typically always feeling that we always have to hit somewhere. We always have to have a goal in mind. We always have to have this peak of the mountain, which we always have to constantly climb. But we always don't take the time out to really reflect upon what can we give ourselves what is the time that we can take away for ourselves to really just be you know just 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 be in love with the journey just be in love with ourselves and this is the time where you know i I remind myself that we need to take away some of those time to be in love with ourselves you know appreciate what we have gone through, uh, be grateful, not only for other people, but also our perseverance and our grit to go through all those different times so that we all have a story to tell. And through those stories, we can 
impact other people, even if it's not, uh, or even though we feel that we can't. You know, in my, in my, in the last year when I'm talking to so many guests, like you know, like Brendan and said earlier, right? They all feel that they don't have a story to tell, but every time they speak, it's gold, right? Every little thing that they say is gold. So I would say just, uh, yeah, just appreciative that we are alive and we are here and, you know, we are in love. We are in love with ourselves. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, for me, uh, I think one thing that I try to embody is balance in life. So like I've been... And I know as entrepreneurs, like a lot of us can get things out of whack, like, I don't know, heavily involved in business or heavily involved in whatever project you're doing at the moment that seems like the most important thing. But for me, I think having the balance right is the key to living a sort of a long and happy life. And motto would be to like, number one is health. Like if you don't have your health, you really don't have You've got nothing. And, and not only do you have nothing, you if you've got poor health, then it's hard for people around you as well. So my, I guess, uh, I don't know if I want to give advice, but uh, what, I, what I find um, for myself is that I really focus on health as, um, as sort of a number one priority and then family as a second priority. Um, again, because, you know, without family, you don't have, close relationships to to enjoy your life with so and then probably the if you get those two things right then uh everything else is just really a bonus it's good to reflect and remember the things that um the amazing things that uh you have and um be grateful for for what you have beautiful some wonderful life lessons from our two podcast hosts brendan and ray and as we bring this uh Wonderful Christmas special conversation to a close. Brendan, where can we find you on the internet? What are all the links and the podcast? Ray, we'll get to you next. Uh, so if you want to listen to the podcast, you would uh, just go into iTunes, I think, or Spotify and look for EO Business Podcast APAC and um, it should pop up. Always after more listeners. So Yeah. And for me... Same same thing. Uh, I'm I'm primarily on Spotify only, so if you just uh, search in Spotify for EO APAC podcast, Phoenix Rising, uh, you you'll see all the podcasts uh, there. Yeah, it's so like Brendan says, you know, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, uh, Brendan Ray. Thank you so much for opening the kimono a little bit more and letting us experience that a little bit more and learn a bit more about yeah. both of you. You both have been wonderful. I've asked some very difficult questions and you've both been so gracious in answering them and sharing a bit more. So thank you. Thank you, everyone listening and have a very Merry Christmas. You've been listening to an EO APAC production. If you enjoyed today's episode, do hit subscribe and share it with your friends and family. I look forward to sharing with you the next story of A Phoenix Rising.